Welcome to Diacast, the podcast of podcast people. Here at Diacast, our group of six vertebrates play different RPGs, bringing you a new game and system every few weeks. This week, we're playing Antological Theory by Adira Slattery, a game where you play as ants discussing philosophy. My name's Lukey, and this week's question is going to be, when was the last time you saw an ant? I'm not actually sure when the last time I saw an ant was, but I think it would have been a few weeks ago at the park. Hey, I'm Matt, and the last time I saw an ant was... Uh, I actually saw one crawling across the kitchen surface the other day, which is bad, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. You should sanitise. No, it ain't. I'm Jacob, and uh, last time I saw an ant was watching some YouTubers play a game about being shrunk down to the size of mites, uh, where they get literally just get randomly mugged by ants for survival gear, like horse-sized ants. So that was entertaining. Well, no, they're ant-sized ants. They're just ant-sized people. Eh, proportionally. Hi, I'm Helen, and I can't remember the last time I consciously saw an ant, but I was in a forest yesterday, so there were definitely ants, and I maybe saw one and immediately forgot. Psionically ah, <laughs> like projected onto an ant. My name is Peter, and the last time I saw an ant was in a YouTube video about a guy who was moving his fire ant colony into a terrarium that he based on the film Avatar. My god. That was a sentence that just kind of developed. Yeah, and I didn't even lie. Hi, I'm H, and the last time I saw an ant was possibly also in the kitchen on a muesli jar. What? There was an ant on a muesli jar? Sorry about that, Helen. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, sorry Helen, morning. I didn't mention the ant muesli. It's extra Why was I not told? Well, now you've got some protein in there. <laughs> I mean, yeah. if it's on the outside of the jar. That's what jars are for. So, now we know who everyone is, and we know what we're playing, it sounds like it's time to get to the show. So the concept of antological theory is that we are a group of ants in a colony of ants and we are going to have a, you know, a philosophical round table. So as it says at the beginning, you are now an ant philosopher, one of the great minds of the colony. The current speaker rolls a topic from the list and then the assembled philosophers debate it until they reach a consensus or decide the question is trivial and no longer worthy of debate. The speaker then passes to the next philosopher clockwise. If you roll a topic already discussed, you must talk about how the previous consensus was facile and banal. Facile? Facile? And banal. Facile. Yeah, before facile. moving banal. to the next topic. Banal. Oh, it's banal. Banal? Oh, banana. Oh, it's wait, banal. banal. Banal? The first speaker is the ant who loves the queen the most. Oh. Just get ready to fight. So there are 66 topics, as in the numbers 6 and 6, and we roll 2d6 to get ah. a two-digit code. So, like, I'll decide I have a blue and a white, and I'll decide my blue is the tens, and my white is... These are my dice. And my white is the digit, and then I would roll... So the blue is a three, and the white is a four, so, so I would choose 34. topic number 34. Yeah. See, so that's I how see. it works. We have a philosopher outlook survey yes. at the bottom. So this is the first thing we do, is we kind of design our characters. It's at the bottom... It's at the bottom. It's a lovely little personal defense form. 
That's I don't actually know that's what that means. Shut, oh, sorry. Continue. Is Luke. this your natural voice again now? Is it, yes. has it gone another no. octave? Okay. Peter cool. is no, going no. through his second puberty, <clears throat> listeners, and it's really trying for all of us. Yeah, it's really throwing everyone off. Yes. Guys, I just want to buy Lynx Africa and talk to girls. <laughs> Lynx Africa. <laughs> so um I pressed the spray in Africa. Oh, no. Sorry. Oh no. So we have it's called the Philosopher Outlook Survey, listeners. And we it's basically our designing of our characters. So we're all ants in the same colony, but we have some questions where we decide how we prioritize one thing over another, and that will inform our characters and therefore the way that we debate our philosophical topics. I, I just before we go any further, I just want to clarify something. Um, yeah. So like we're we're all playing character just just because I I'm going to venture that a lot of us have pretty similar actual political or moral beliefs. So like yes, I might yeah. be interesting if someone didn't play like like necessarily themselves. Yes. If that makes any sense. Just, well, yeah, I'm just saying. Play a royalist. Yeah, I, I was thinking I might gotcha. play something. I was wondering bonkers. about that because otherwise it's a bunch yeah. of you know well, lefty. Also, queers most of these questions <laughs> are not like human philosophy. Are we all going to end up going like horribly the other way and be like massive like pro-capitalist royalists? Not necessarily. Yeah. I just think you know, like I think like play, play something. You don't have to answer every question as truly as you might in real yeah. life. And also, listeners, our philosophical answers to these ant questions are probably not going to be what we ourselves would say. We are playing characters. Yeah, that is always the case. We do realise that society. Society is more slightly more complicated than a than an ant mound. Colony. Does anyone say ants are one of the things I know very little about? Can I suggest a ground rule before we get started? Yes. No looking up shit on Wikipedia. Yeah, no Google. No no looking up ant stuff. I know. There will be no. This will be a fact-free zone. Uh, (laughs) I'm speaking as someone with a philosophy degree. That is the only way to do it. It's really hilarious that you keep talking about this as if it's going to be real philosophy questions. Because just a sampling of the questions for you: Are there different kinds of colonies? Why do you fight other colonies? Is food still food when no ant is there? (laughs) (laughs) That's an important one. Wait. Like okay, so right, I am going to start. I have decided my character's name is Reginald, and he okay. is the queen's personal butler. And he is again, I know nothing about ants. He is a male. His pronouns are he, him, and he is a royalist through and through. Anyone else have a character name? You don't have to, but okay, I'm going to I'm going to jump in, and my my character is going to be called Digby. And he's a nice. worker ant, and he believes in the power of the workforce to make the ants better and stronger. Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. Who's next? H. I'm going to be Antonio. Nice. Yeah. Any pronouns are oh, good for Antonio. Um, and I- I'm not sure what Antonio thinks yet. We'll, we'll get there, I think. Yeah. Antonio's new to the philosophy circle. He is. He's very young. She hasn't been around long. And I can't spell Antonio. I just wrote anti. So that, that says everything. <laughs> I am going to be Siv, and I am a worker <laughs> who has um, differing opinions. Forming a union. Is that Siv, S-I-V, or? S-I-E-V-E. E-V-E. Like the utensil. <laughs> okay. Good, 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 good. Love it. Their pronouns are they, them. Cool. Excellent. Peter. I've dredged my mind for a name and a character, and the only thing I can come up with is and Dick. <laughs> my name 
Fabulous. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> All one word. And dick. No, he will be and dick. He is a he him and he will. Well, he he hasn't decided on his opinions yet. He is a blank slate. He is very much a, a tabula rasa in an ant. A what 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 what? A blank slate. I quite like the idea that Ant Deck is kind of a bit like, um, I don't really know. I have a feeling yeah. he's some sort of Ant Fridge salesman. I don't know why. <laughs> he's a door-to-door salesman who got in too deep. Colony-to-colony salesman. Jacob, Jacob. Okay, I've come up with, I think his name is, uh, his name is going to be Chad. This guy is a Chad, <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> Because I have randomly generated, semi-randomly generated my opinions. I stopped doing it randomly once a clear, like, personality came out. And this guy is a... He's a martial communist? Hmm. Um, the colony takes primacy. The colony must be defended. Okay. Nice. The colony, yeah, the colony exists to necessitate its own violent defence. Or expansion. This is why we should never have had a philosophy graduate join us. The rest of us are like, yeah, we have thoughts. And he's like, here is my straight opinions. <laughs> Death to the <laughs> This is my regency on the political campus. And we're like, yo, we've got star sign. Okay, now we have <laughs> some philosophical questions where you pick one or the other. And we're just going to do them quickly going round the table for each of your characters. So the first one is either the colony serves the queen or the queen loves the colony. I have chosen the queen loves the colony. Uh, H. Uh, right, let me go. The colony serves the queen. The colony serves the queen. The queen loves the colony. I agree. The queen loves the colony. Queen loves the colony and she's all very nice. Next we have soldiers or workers. I have soldiers. I shall go. The, the workers, workers, workers. Soldiers. Soldiers. The workers. Workers. Many castes or one colony. Many castes. Many casts. One colony. One colony! Casts are a fiction. One colony. One colony. Ants are created by the Queen, or ants are created from nothing. I have ants are created by the Queen. I'm going to go ants are created from nothing. Ants. Ants. (laughs) (laughs) Ants. They're created by the Queen. Yeah, ants created by the Queen. Ants are indeed created by the Queen. And, you know, they're created by the Queen. Life through the colony or death for the colony? I have life through the colony. Life through the colony. Life through the colony. Death for the colony! (laughs) (laughs) Life through the colony. Uh, Life. Please. I prefer life, <laughs> life to death, right? Isn't it? <laughs> oh, no. Life, you know, you know what, you know what they say: life better than death. You know, death very short, life longer, and you know what it's got better returns. <laughs> yes, dear. Ants are good, or the queen is good. And I, of course, chosen the queen is good. Ants are good. Ants are good. Ants are good. The colony is good. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Not an option. Answer. You can't join this club if you're going to be contrary. Oh, what? The philosopher has been booted out of the philosophy club for being too cutting edge. What is this? Uh, The ants are good. The queen is good. So, I believe Reginald must love the queen the most. Probably. I think that's yeah, oh, yeah, almost certainly. Oh, yeah. So, I don't think that's a contest. I will make the first roll. So, blue is tens. Our first question is. Is hunger real? Oh boy. This is a complicated question because, you see, we feel hunger. But if we do nothing about it, all that happens is we die. But the colony and the queen carries on 
and that's what matters. So is hunger real or is it that we are imagining that when we feel hungry we need something? I would venture that hunger is not in fact a thing but is an absence of a thing. So hunger is the anti-food, is it not? Food is a thing. Hunger is the absence of food. Ergo, hunger is nothing. You need to work to get food. Thereby, hunger is the is the ideal the the ideal within one's ant brain or <laughs> brain. Yep. <laughs> yep. Thorax. But even the queen asked for food. I'll get the end of my point. I got distracted. Well, I didn't know. No, sorry, this you did not interrupt me. Thank you. I, it sounded like I got to the end of my thought. I was inhaling through my skin. How on earth have you made success as a salesman where you can't get to the end of a sentence? That's the thing, they get so bored they just tell him to. <laughs> all ants are created by Her Holiness the Queen, and if all ants are created by Her Holiness the Queen, the Queen asks for food, then it must be that food has a special importance, and whether or not it's to fill an emptiness or to make her less hungry. The Queen wants food, and that means the food needs to be there, and that means we get hungry. But the Queen doesn't have a monopoly on food or hunger. The Queen gets food whenever she asks for it, because she is at the top of the pyramid. But hunger is far more relevant to those at the bottom of the pyramid, those without, that constantly have to work for food, yet seldom have it. I feel those echelons of society have more to offer us on the question, is hunger real? Well, no, because if the Queen feels hunger for too long, then she can't create more ants, and therefore the colony would fail. But I would venture the Queen in her her ivory tower has never gone too long. She is not familiar with hunger, for she has never been hungry. We did build that tower out of an old elephant tusk, it's true. Listen to yourself, Digby, that's our mum. Oh, I have nothing but respect for the Queen. I merely venture that... In her position of, of a gilded throne, she is not the best authority on the question of is hunger real. For her, hunger may in fact not be real, for she but seldom experiences it. But hmm? she does experience it. Oh, I've no doubt that on occasion... She ah, has but on occasion, it. hunger is still hunger, isn't it? But the, the, quest, the, question is, the question is not, is hunger real to the Queen? The question is, is hunger real? Question mark. If the Queen feels hunger, then it must be real, because the Queen would never lie to us. I mean, we all came from the uh, Queen. The Queen created well, all ants. All ants come from though? her. May I offer that focusing on the Queen is uh, getting off topic. Whether I quite the agree. Queen specifically feels hunger is irrelevant. She's but a narrow field to the question. Of the question. Hunger drives the colony to gain food to keep the colony going, and... Again, whether it's real or not may not be relevant. It may be, what's the word in the rules? may be trivial, because it's only important in as much as it drives us to sate that hunger, or it drives the colony to sate that hunger and sustain itself. Could, could we all therefore agree, as a philosophy table, that though we may or may not agree whether hunger is real, we can all collectively agree that the effects of hunger are real? Aye. Aye. Yes, yep. I, I yes. can agree yes. on yes. Motion pass. Fantastic. We have agreed on this point. I should note it in the record. I could sell you some paper. That was surprisingly swift. Well, Antonio, I reckon it's your turn. You give us a topic now, eh? Oh, thank you. Uh, okay, uh, well, this is uh, my voice now, uh, so that's happened, and I'm going to tell us that our next topic is a, uh, uh, a number, uh, and I'm looking it up on the, uh, on the thought table. Uh, does food 
go away when you eat it. I think it's relevant to the last topic, so um, uh, if we talk about this one. Does food go away when you eat it? Yeah, it's not there anymore. I mean, I don't want to eat... Uh, I mean, I don't want to eat it when it appears again, if you know what I mean. I don't know what you mean. Stu- it is still there. No, if you can't see it anymore, it's not still there, it's gone. That's true. I when when the enemy disappears, they can definitely still be there. I speak as the person in the room with the least legs, from direct experience. <laughs> You've got like well, three I mean, legs. I, I, I do uh, well, support got, our uh, soldiers, of course. Four and a half. Thank you very much. I support our troops. I forgot about the peg. <laughs> yes. My dear tripod, I whilst whilst I do somewhat agree on some of your points, I would say that the enemy is different to the food because. There is no demand for the enemy. <laughs> I quite agree. Well, yes. How is this to do with it going away? As I have strong opinions on this subject, but I will bloviate on them later. Well, now, when you eat it, it, it is no longer food. That so, was exactly so, what I... You took the words out of my pincers. You're welcome. Ah, ah, but they you see, but so you in see that, this In that is... sense, it has gone away because there is now no food. Yes, ah, whatever but, it may have but, become. Uh, I, I disagree, you see. Because because you must understand, I, I have spent time with the scientist ants, and they have many things to add to this conversation. So you must understand that when a certain creature eats food, it stops being food to them, but it may in fact be primal food for something lower down the food chain, or the pyramid. Ah, but example, what do scientists really know? Why, well, why know do we not things? have a scientist in, in our midst? We should really ah. invite one. We should have invited. That was an oversight. <laughs> well, you see, Albert, yeah. they they don't think what? the way we do because it's not like they don't go like a what if. They're like this is, you know. They're all like. Oh, based I disagree. On the fact. scientific Point. method is without reproach. I myself have spent many many hours working in the demolition labs, building my explosives. You have to be very careful, and you have to accept the word of fact and only fact. And I I believe. Firmly in science. Yes, but but Digby, we respect you, that you view, Digby. But once river. again, we are drifting off topic. Therefore, food ceases to be food for the eater once it has been eaten, but may in fact be food for something lower down the caste pyramid. But when but we're talking we about food, about we're talking about what we eat, right? When we say food, yes. we're not talking about like because things eat mud, and we're not calling mud food. Oh, but mud might be food to something else, and it's something that is not. Yeah, but an we ant. ain't calling it food, are we? If well, I want well, to give you, why would we no. care about what other creatures eat? Here we are struggling with the definition of terms. If I have you over for tea and I serve you up some mud, you won't be happy, will you? You'll say I this will ain't not, food. But I, I am an ant. I am an ant. And, and we're, I have a very yeah, specific and we're talking diet. about ants. We're not doing philosophy for gnats. Oh, but no, you cannot talk of philosophy without talking about the great questions. As my learned friend has said, we are struggling in with a contradiction in terms. Yes. There we yeah, go. So basically, yes. are we talking about food specifically? Does ant food stop being ant food when an ant eats it? Or are we talking about food as a universal concept of sustenance? Well, when we talk about food, we talk about ant food, don't we? Well, why would it matter if it doesn't apply to us? Shall we take that secondary motion? to limit the question to food for ants. I agree. Let's limit the question. Which implicitly recognises that food can be a universal concept, but again, we are regarding that as facile. 
Uh, I agree. Yes, all right. I shall note it down in the notebook as an amendment point that we can return to at a later date, but for now we shall examine the question, is ant food stopping to be ant food when it is eaten by an ant? Agreed? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Thank you, Digby. You're an excellent secretary. I have been here many years. (laughs) From personal experience, I can say that you can sell a lot to an ant. Many an ant will take, in fact, many things to be food, and so long as there is enough supply, they will, in fact, accept it. Yes. However, when that food runs out, they do get a bit narc, and then the contracts are up, and then I have to run away. So what you're saying by that is that it does indeed go away. Yes. Yes. Sometimes a food supply will go, and when that happens, that is very sad, and we all get round the water drop and cry. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what I'm saying. The water drop! But but I have a further complexity to add to the question, for Ah, if you eat ant food... And that food ceases to be food. We, we have agreed this, correct? However, then the product of said food that comes out of the other end of the ant. Now, you can take that and you can spread it on the ground and you can grow crops with it, which you can then eat and thus repeat the process. So the crops are food and the yes, crops but, come from the manure. But that's, but that's mm. the energy. We're drifting off topic into, that's an, a different uh, question. into which comes yeah. first, the ant or We're the We're not egg. talking about antriculture. But, but if it stops being food and then returns to being food... Yes, but they become the food for the crops. Ant leavings, as, as we have already, uh, you know, as we must discuss them, they become the food for the crops, and we have already established that food for anything that is not an ant is not pertinent to this conversation, Digby. And you said yourself, Digby, food goes away when you eat it. So we're in agreement. It goes away when you eat it. It feels like yeah. we are in agreement with this one. Food goes away when it is eaten. Digby. We can agree. Food goes away when it is eaten. Excellent. Motion carried. Or at least, at least, at least, amendment B, food ceases to be food when it is eaten. Yep. Motion passive. I believe it is your turn to choose a topic. Oh. Oh. Ah. Oh. I know Chad's <laughs> going to have an opinion on this one. Oh. oh. Excellent. Why do you fight with other colonies? Ha ha! Oh. <laughs> well, Siv, would you like to introduce your opinion on this topic? Ah, well, we fight with other colonies because they take our food. And if we haven't got our food, ah. then we can't, you know, eat. Like, we work so we can have our food. And then if we haven't got any food because the other colonies are taking it, we can't store our food. And then we haven't got any stores. And then we'll all be hungry. No, 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 no. We store the food. So that if something happens and someone is in greater need of the food than we are, we have food stored so we can still eat. We store the food so we've got extra food. This isn't the question at hand, gentle them. But that is why we fight. So that they don't take our food. Exactly. We fight when people contest the food trails and scavenge zones that we maintain in order to keep the colony healthy and thriving. And for the honour of the Queen. No, no, we fight. Exactly. We fight to be the best colony because... The more we fight, and the more food we procure, and the more area we bring into our colony, the greater colony we become, and therefore our queen becomes the greatest queen. Ah, we don't need to be taking no extra area. You fight, you fight because you have not found a way to distribute properly. Now, if ants kept to their proper proportions, Mm -hmm. there's enough to go round. However, you could still get your growth. You could still be biggest. And this competition is important. But you need to have somebody to be a middleman. You need to have somebody who will come in and connect 
all of the dots. So you fight because you are unnecessarily greedy. With respect, Mr. Salesman, the only dots that need connecting are my mandibles with some poor sod's thorax. I, I believe, I believe that we fight in order to preserve an artificial system of oppression and authority of the silent masses. How could you say such a thing? What Digby said. The Queen <clears throat> is appointed by the, the gracious. She's not appointed. She's just... The Queen, nope. the queen is a biological specimen. The Queen is an ant. A biological necessity. We can agree a biological necessity, but the Queen is not does not have the God-given right to defeat all the queens. What's now, a God? My beef is not with <laughs> the Queen. Now, hear me. Hear me, as my learned my learned salesman friend says, there is plenty of resources to go around, yet constantly we fight for resources. Why is this? Because I there say, ain't enough to go around because the other colonies are taking this them. Is, this is a fallacy and a lie. Nope. There that is, is because we need to, to be around. the greatest colony. If we're not the greatest colony, then we're worthless. We are all part of one large colony, you see. These artificial borders and nations are all merely a construct. Aye, we're one colony. If we are not the greatest colony, then we are not bringing glory to our queen. If I may, the colony gains food so that it grows... So that it is better able to better able to resource its workers and its soldiers, so that they can retrieve food by which the colony can grow. So you admit it's a self-fulfilling circle. Yes. Absolutely. As someone said before, I think it was Siv, a biologically necessary one. We grow so that we may continue to grow, and each ant foot of distance that we add to our colony grounds brings glory to the colony and to the queen. What's what worth is glory to the people that the ants that need to eat? I don't care about glory, but I'm just saying that, like, if we want to make sure we have enough food, and they're taking all the food... Then we're not taking all the food. So we get the Where food. Where did you read that they're taking all the food? If indeed we can Word read it, everyone knows that they're taking all the food. I disagree. I can say from experience that when the other colonies get their way, they do indeed take the food that we otherwise would have had access to. But you yourself say we do the same. What makes us any better than them? And if we were not retaining the food, then someone else would be enroaching on our <coughs> game trails because we would not be as able to to defend them. Enroaching, strong words. Sounds like a termite word. <laughs> Military word. Comes with the territory. No pun intended. Nah. It can be said that a large colony can find itself trying to defend too many game trails at once. Huh. And that is why you need learned officers who use strategy to note the most valuable resource trails and defend them properly. Precisely, Colonel Our Chad. soldiers give their lives to make sure we have enough to eat. And they needn't. That's all That's we're Lieutenant saying. Captain Chad to you. Uh, apologies, Lieutenant Captain. I had you confused with the Colonel. Colonel Chad. Colonel Chad. There is there is a Colonel Chad. It's a very common ant name. It's a Colonel of Truth. <laughs> oh. You are all cogs in an ancient and and oppressive machine. An antiquated machine. Oh, that's the second antiquated use you've done. I'm calling you yes. out on this. <laughs> we're pulling you out, Peter. You've gone too deep. <laughs> Staging an intervention. <laughs> oh. So 
have we we have not reached a consensus on this. <laughs> we have not. I think we shall have to agree to disagree. I feel like there is a consensus. I think we are disagreeing about we all know why we fight. We disagree about whether that is a good thing. Whether we or should not. or whether we should not fight, indeed. Exactly. But we all agree that we do, and we all agree that we do for the same reasons, to gain for more resources. food in order for the colony to grow. We can agree that that is why we fight. That is the reason, yes. We can agree that is the the, the official reason. So that the is the why physical we reason. fight other colonies. Whether it's moderately necessary or not is another matter entirely. It's a trivial matter. It's the greatest honour to fight and die for one's colony. Oh, all right, In real all life, right. listeners, I am very anti-military. So I am I. <laughs> <laughs> thoroughly I anti-military in the real world. <laughs> Just adding him like go soldiers. <laughs> yes. Jacob is part of the anti anti-military. Oh. Yeah. Uh. Anyway. All right, Chad, you're up. Okay, let's see what's on the table now. That is... Is the colony... Physical. Well, yes. Ew. No. Ew. Superficially, yes, absolutely. We live in a colony mound, and that is the kind of the focus of our activity and our, our existence. Nevertheless, is there a difference between the colony with a little c and the colony with a capital C? Yes. Absolutely. I have something I would like to say upon this map. Call Sandek. I have seen a colony destroyed. However... The queen but lived, and they did move a little bit up the river. So, the colony is but an ideal in one's mind. And when that ideal, in and that <laughs> ideal, that company, that brand, has to make itself a place, and they can buy a series of leaves. Ah, yes. yes the fall but... of Antidas, I remember it well. <sighs> but if... Dear listeners, I live with this man, and don't worry, I will hit him quite a lot. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Ethan. Had the queen died, the colony would not have survived, and all of those ants would have either died or had to become parts of another colony. Therefore, the colony is physical, but the colony is the queen. Because the yes. without no, 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 the queen, no, no. there is no colony, and if the queen leaves, we follow, and if the queen dies, we lose the colony. No, 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 without the colony, there is no colony. May I raise you? What yeah. would a queen be on I her own? Agree. No, 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 no. Without the queen, there is nothing. No, Reginald, Reginald, yes. what is then a queen on her own? Would you describe that as a colony? I think not. The ants yes. make the colony. She no, a queen on her own queen... is simply a queen. What can a queen do without her colony? She can produce a she colony. She literally queen cannot, cannot survive feed on her own. herself. She can produce an entire colony on her own. No, she cannot if no one is feeding no, her. No, she definitely needs attendant drones. You should know this, Reginald. Well, yes, but... You have to manage the fuckers. But even principally, she is just a queen. She is not a colony. Just a queen. Listen, I have the told queen you before, I shall it. tell you again. Those at the top require those at the bottom more than those at the bottom require that those at the top. That is simply not true. We rely on them for... Everything. We do not. What, what do we, we rely on her for aside what from What do we ants? rely on them for aside from our base existence? We're getting off topic, <laughs> right? The important thing is, is the colony physical? Yes, and the colony is physical in that it is the queen. It is physical in that it is the ants. We can agree there is a physical colony. Strangely enough, I'm inclined to disagree with Reginald and be more with, with Digby on this one. Ah, well. Shocking as that sounds. Chad. The queen is an essential component 
yes, but that does not mean she is the entire colony. I would disagree on her essentialness, but yes, she is not the colony. If one of us were to die, the colony would still be the colony. If the Queen died, we would not be the colony. But the Queen cannot live on regalness alone. Yes, she can. She's done it before. she cannot. (laughs) A Queen without a subject is just a really big meal for the next passing sparrow. (laughs) The Queen without the colony is a flag without a ship. What's a ship? It's a big leaf. It is a large construction of twigs. I have seen, I have seen spiders use them. All right, and what's a flag? A flag is a wavy piece of of leaf that one sometimes draws symbols on with a piece of chalk. What do they do that for? It flaps about in the wind. It's ostentatious and pointless. Why are you so obsessed with leaves, Digby? Leaves are a fascinating thing. To be fair, he does spend most of his existence carrying them to the colony. Well, that's true. Are you, are you suggesting that my my opinion is somehow invalid? For I am a leaf cutter. This is this is outrageous. I thought you were in demolitions, Dick. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. I'm just saying that your existence informs your opinion, which is why we have people from different walks of life in this philosophy society. Uh, Digby, well, I thought I you were a demolitions worker. I now work in demolitions. I am a leaf cutter, ant by blood. He demolitionizes trees. I blow up leaves. <laughs> 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 Ah, oh, so you're a leaf blower ant. Gotcha. I'm a leaf blower. I never said I'm a celebrity. I'm, not... I'm an armchair socialist, really. I also do fireworks. I've been most of my time talking to my fans, really. I'm, I'm, I'm fake. I'm fake. I don't even drink ale. I like champagne. Oh, Literal champagne socialist. Good lord. Then that in one way or another the colony is physical, yes. but mainly because it's got a queen. Yes. And whether or not you think the queen is like the colony, the queen is physical, and a colony tends to have a queen, even if she is or isn't. I mean, we all know the queen is the most important, but even if she <coughs> weren't the most important, even if in that like impossible world she weren't the most important, then we still know that she's physical, or the ants who are looking after her are physical. So it's all physical. We can agree on that. Yes. There, there is a colony always has a physical element that that usually by convention will include the queen and the ah, ants. I feel there is perhaps more to say on this subject, but I am happy to let that rest for the moment. Excellent. Uh, all right, Digby, what's your topic for today? Okay, question number sixty-two: Does the colony experience, or do the ants experience? Oh. Uh, I think I think the ants experience. I think the colony is a beautiful idea, I agree. which we all and we can have collective endeavors. But I do not think the colony is some kind of hive entity. I think we have our individuality. No, we're not bees. We're one things. colony, but we're, you know, we're all ants in our colony. Exactly. Yeah, That's I don't I think the the colony can have a shared emotional memory. Like like a like a party, but I think we have our own individual experiences. For once, Digby, I agree with you. I reckon this is quite a simple one. Against all my better judgment, I am also inclined to agree. I'm worried oh. by how much I've been agreeing with Digby recently. Well, in that case, does anybody want to add to the point? <laughs> Here's the thing that I would state: is again, meanings, definitions, very important. 
ants all have their individual experiences, as in sensory and memory experiences. However, a colony can be said to have experiences of its own in the sense that, for example, we will leave resource trails alone if they have proved to be much more trouble than they're worth. We will stay away from those trails because the colony, as an aggregate, has had the experience that are just not worth the fucking hassle. That's... And also, True. for example, if, if we were to experience a famine, then the colony experiences a famine as a whole. Ah, but exactly. each individual ant in the colony experiences it. Exactly. Every individual shares the same experience, so one can metaphorically say that the, the colony has had an experience. But really, it's just a, a selection of individuals, like Siv says. At the same time, returning to my earlier point, we may well leave a trail abandoned after any of the ants who experienced the hassle of trying to exploit that trail have died or have passed on. Ah, yes. The colony still has that memory, as it were, even if no one ant embodies that memory. So the colony is made up of the experiences of many ants. There is, there is a, a, a... Emergent, I think is the word Emergent, we're for. exactly. A, a cultural... Uh... A cultural zeitgeist, if you will, that we all share. I must say, I did not expect myself to be quite this cultured when I arrived. (laughs) (laughs) All of us have become rather dense, and I'm fine with that. Um, Oh, I think we can all agree, then. Uh, Unless there's anything anybody has to add. I reckon this is the most (laughs) trivial of all things we brought to the table today. Oh. I agree. Every question must be given its due, Siv. I say that, Reginald, but, like, this was a doozy. Yes, I'm not going to disagree with that. We have been surprisingly productive for a philosophy society. I'm I'm quite quite happy with this. Well, we got some good worker ants in here, you see. I would say that each ant and its experience adds to its value, and thereby its value is determined by what experiences it has. For instance, ten cycles of professional experience (sighs) as, for instance, a leaf cutter. And thereby, it has more value to the colony to one who has just been born. I, oh. as a recent larva, um, would disagree. I have just as much inherent value as, as Digby here, who has been leaf cutting for many a year and then blowing things up. Have you had ten cycles of professional experience as either a cutter, a miner, a worker, or... A soldier. I work in a nail salon. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> How? And you do a fabulous job. Many customers? We, we paint human nails and sell them as fine art. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> that oh. makes sense, but it's not the answer I was looking for. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> see them on display at the, at the ant gallery. Uh, to ant modern. God. Oh! I heard about it in the clippings. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's good. That is good. This is either the best thing or the worst thing about this episode, and I can't decide which it is. <laughs> Bringing it back to the table, we can all agree that ants have experiences, and the colony has some some sort of shared experience, but primarily ants experience things as individuals. Yes. Aye. We agree to redefine the question to turn it from an or to an and. Aye, aye, aye. Yes. Um, and so on that note, uh, uh, I think it's and Dex. And Dex, it's time to bring your question to the table. I'll pose myself a question which I've brought 
sealed in this manila envelope, which is bigger than I am. <laughs> oh. And yet you can still carry it because we are the strongest of creatures. Yeah, yeah. I hired someone to do it. Right, I, I have an opinion on this question. Uh-oh. Why do you gather food? Now, I gather food because I actually gather more than I would need or more than my colony would need because I know I can give it to other colonies for specific favours. For instance, introductions and tickets to their nail salons. Trade hard. No, this is but good business on what can only be called a market for which I do not need to pay to be in. Well, I was joking about the traitor thing, because we should definitely gather more food than we are needing, just for these circumstances like before we were talking yeah. about when we are attacked and I'd... such like. But what's the actual question? <laughs> Why do you gather food? Yeah, to share with the other ants. To eat, because I'll get hungry. We established <laughs> that we either get hungry or we get empty. So we must fill up our fellow ants. Oh, I need to fill up ourselves, don't we? I feel like many of us have answered this question sort of implicitly in previous questions. Yes, but we need to tackle it head on. We gather food so that the colony may grow to be the best version of itself. Precisely. And protect itself against other colonies. No, no, no. We gather food to share with the other ants. I gather food for the sake of the ants, not for the sake of the colony. I gather food from the stalls to give directly to the queen in, into her exalted mouth so that she may Ugh, enough about her exalted mouth. It's beautiful mouth. Oh, no. hell. Continue to reign over us and produce more ants for the glory of the colony. Mm. This is the uh, the complexity in the question is that many of us do not in fact gather food. For the mark of an undeveloped society is one where every member of that society has to spend all their time gathering food. Whereas we are a developed society. Ah, yeah, where we are the best colony. Some members are we are we are a good colony, but some members we of are the, the society best colony. Best colony. We we'll debate that later. Uh, some members of society gather more food than they need to that allow other members of the colony to use more of their time doing other things like painting nails instead of gathering food. That, that is civilization. <laughs> yes, exactly. And we gather food for the queen so that she can rule us. And... It's not just about the bloody queen. <laughs> <laughs> the queen is the most important member of our society. I mean, the colony serves the queen. She's our head and our mum. She, she may. She, what she does is she may gather. No, she doesn't fuck. No. She does <laughs> she fuck. Does That's fuck. one of the few things she does she do. She does. definitely does fuck. Believe me, she fucks. So oh, really, what a job. She's sort of the only one who does. <laughs> well, no, someone has to fuck. Her, her. only uses are fucking and tourism. <laughs> <laughs> Those parades bring in more oh, money per God. day than any other event of oh, the year. What the fucking parades? Oh, more fucking aphids moving around with little banners saying, oh, I love the Queen. Fuck off. <laughs> ah, them aphids do make a nice when good I snack. A young boy <laughs> took me to the colony to see the fucking parade. <laughs> oh, no. oh, God. Oh, oh, this is such a good game. <laughs> fucking pageant. It's one of the key businesses, is bunting. Oh, okay. Brass bands and pageantry and fucking flying ants is a lot of bunt. Uh. Do you know how difficult it is to teach a worker how to play the tuba? <laughs> well, let's have another round of God Save the Colony. they got regulations on how many trumpets God you can get in a, in a colony. God Save the Gracious Queen. <laughs> oh, no, not this nonsense again. God Save the Queen has been at the top of the ant charts for three million years. It's a fix, I With tell you. It's a fix. Reason. I did ask earlier what a god is, and I still don't know. It's been chiselled in nail. <laughs> 
Um, oh. <laughs> I love how we've accidentally built a mythos. <laughs> yes. oh, this is my favourite part of this episode. I have a lot of questions <laughs> about the ant god. Oh, God. Yeah, him. That's the one. Does he supply manila envelopes? There is no possible way the ant god is male. There is absolutely no way no. the ant oh, god no. is male. None, none whatsoever. The ant god is definitely is female. True. Yeah, definitely female. Like Gaia theory on roids. Yeah, it's like it's the queen. The one true queen. The queen of queens. Yes, true. Yeah, hallelujah, yeah. hallelujah. Do we want to try and get back into character anytime soon? Nah. I suppose we can try. Where, where were we? Oh, yeah, fucking pageantry. That's where I was. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I was distracted eating the manila envelope. Is it tasty? What was the question? Yes. <laughs> May I please try some andek? I don't think that was the question, Reginald. I don't think that was So the long question. as you pay me a bit of food, I will give you a bit of manila envelope. Why do we not all tear off equal-sized pieces of the manila envelope and we can all try it fairly? It's a buyer's market, no. Digby. Well, no, then my labour will be worth nothing, for I gathered the manila envelope. No, your labour will be worth much. In fact, I'll forego my part of the manila envelope, for I am not currently hungry and I do not need it, and it would be pure greed. I'll have your manila bit, envelope is not to satiate your hunger, it's more of a hobby. You're all missing the point. You're all entitled to the same amount of vanilla envelope. What you do with it is your own business, but you're all entitled to an equal share, for we are all equal ants. Ah, nah, the Queen is more equal. You are entitled to as many resources as you need to fulfil your purpose properly. Precisely. Sometimes to fulfil my purpose properly, I need a hit of manila. Well, that's debatable, isn't it? Sometimes to fulfil my purpose, I need more food than I am allocated. I feel like if you're under enough pressure that you need exotic substances to fulfil your job properly, then that says more about a problem with your HR department. There is nothing wrong with my job, I just sometimes need a little pick-me-up. Envelopes and circuses! (laughs) What was the question in the envelope again? Why do you gather food? Oh, yeah, because we're hungry. And the answer is most of us actually don't gather food. Most of us get food from the stores. But if we were to gather food... I gather food from the stores. <laughs> it's a lot of work. If anything, you are logistics. Again, we gather... Per- we, as in, you know, ant, the colony, we gather food because that is essential to fulfilling our purpose, which is to be the best sort of colony that we can be. Precisely. Regardless of what we wish to do, we want to eat. We cannot do it if we do not eat. Exactly. As our more grounded colleague Siv put it. Who are you calling grounded? We're not flying, are you? Look, we can't all be born with wings, okay? Just because me cousin got No, 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 no. Your groundedness is to your credit. Tell that to my wings. I got credit? In what store? My wings call me to sometimes quite literally a higher purpose. And I would not be as... (laughs) If I were to devote my efforts to gathering or to fine art, as you yourself do, that would be a worse use of my my faculties. I mean, you are a soldier, and we all know the things that you do for, for Queen and Colony. Exactly. You're a true hero. My one and a half missing limbs applaud your recognition of that fact. We won't be here without you. I don't mean to be a spoil sport, but have we just got to the end of the idea of why do you gather food? Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I feel like we have. We are in, we're achieving consensus at a rather troubling rate. I feel like the, the on the agenda for the next meeting of the Anthological Society, we need some more, you know, dissenting voices. Oh, we should get some of them scientists in. We bring scientists, possibly under proper security, of course. Maybe we even venture to try and bring an aphid or a beetle <gasps> or something like that. Get the proper, you know, outside Ste- opinion. Now, this is an anthological society. Yes, not an aphidological. There is such thing as a guest chitterer. <laughs> I don't know about this. I think this sounds unwise. 
I think we should let the aphids speak. I think the aphids have a lot to, to talk about, the pyramid structure that we live in. It is called gathering intelligence. The aphids have no intelligence to gather. They are the least intelligent creatures you will ever speak with. That is a generalisation. And it is true. There's a reason that generalisations get bandied about. This is not true. You're not taking in your socio-economical factors as why the aphids are where they are in the pyramid. This is taking a sharp turn into racism. It really has. <laughs> Reginald is a racist old man. <laughs> <laughs> Having skirmished with aphids on numerous occasions, I shall have to disagree. They may not have the works of high culture and the, what was it, the tant modern that we have, <laughs> but they, they are possessed of a certain cunning and those shells are not a bugger to bite through. Right, I guess that's meeting a John then. Right. Till next time. Who wants a trial sample of Manila? Yeah, right, yeah. I shall have a bit I'll of take Manila another. envelope. I'd best not. I'm going on patrol. I need a clear head for that. Surely, if you're going on patrol, you would want a bit of envelope because it will help you when guarding your post. Oh. Oh. Yes! Yes! I am the king of this tiny hill! <laughs> 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 Oh no. That's all we have for Antilogical Theory, but not to worry, because next week we'll be back with a brand new game. And we're into October now, so we're getting spooky with some Halloween horror. I promise you won't want to miss it. But until then, thank you for listening to Diacast. If you'd like to keep up to date with episodes and announcements, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Diacast and on Instagram at DiacastPod and subscribe to us on your favourite podcatcher. And hey, if you enjoyed listening to us, maybe consider giving us a rating or review or sharing us with a friend. We'd really love that. Diacast is Lukey Slim, Matt George Lovett, Jacob War, Helen, Peter Wellman and H. Folkmans. Our logo and banner art are by H. Folkmans. The Diacast theme and anthological theory variation are composed and performed by Matt George Lovett, and this episode was edited by Lukey Slim. This week we were playing Anthological Theory by Adira Slattery, a link to which can be found in the episode description along with our individual social media information. And at least for this week, that's how the Diacast. <laughs>